Welcome to Dose of Football on the Spot. This is my solo sub-podcast where I give my opinions, thoughts, and reactions to something going on in the world of football. And, you know, if you've seen the Instagram, it's revamped. I changed all the highlight bubbles. I changed the description. We just launched a YouTube as, you know, a source of, you know, more. We're on Amazon Music now. Um, our sub-podcast, Manchester Monday, we've also been unshadow banned. We were shadow banned for some reason. So, you know, a lot of big changes happening. We're going to have a channel trailer. You know, a lot of things coming to a dose of football. As it starts to pick up, we're on, what, like 350-plus downloads now. It's, like, skyrocketing. It's, like, accelerated growth. But, you know, it's a lot of more things to come, I hope, and I hope the growth continues, hopefully, and, you know, our next milestone is to reach 500 downloads, and then our basically, our, our goal is always to beat the previous month's downloads and top it, and we did. We went from, I think we beat it by 30, 40% from last, no, actually we doubled it from last month, and then we, yeah, you know, so it's been pr going pretty good. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, specifically, probably around Ronald Koeman, who is set to be, apparently the rumors going, you know, should he be sacked? Should he not be sacked? There's all those talks going on. And personally, you know, I'm going to give you my opinion on that just after I say this little bit. A few more things. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has gone out to defend Jaden Sancho after Southgate made comments saying that he doesn't deserve to be on the England team. But, you know, we've invested in whatever. So it's a little bit iffy. And a lot of the posts I've seen have been out of context, which is kind of annoying. But essentially, if a manager is saying that a player doesn't deserve to be on the England team, but you're putting him, that's, first off, that's demotivating for, that's an absurd thing for a manager to say. That's not something a manager should ever say about a player that he's picked for the England squad. Then look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane hasn't exactly been putting out star performances, you know, but Kane was selected. You know, obviously it takes a, it's an adjustment period from the Bundesliga to the Premier League. We've seen it with Kai Havertz. We've seen it with Timo Werner. You know, there are a lot of players I could just name that we've seen this adjustment period with. And, um, you know, here's the thing. You can't, you shouldn't say something like that about a player you've selected. It just seems wrong and it's absurd and it's demotivating. You know, he's not exactly adjusting the best at United right now. The system that United play in, you know, he's trying to adjust to that, but it's not his system. There's a lot of things. So it's kind of demotivating for a player. I know Solskjaer did defend him correctly, but I, I don't really like Solskjaer's recent, you know, uh, handling of his players, especially Donny van de Beek, but in this case, he was right with defending Sancho. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that before I went to the Ronald Koeman thing, which is the main topic of talk today. So the question is being is being circulated: Should Ronald Koeman be sacked as the Barcelona coach? And should someone else come in? You know, Kuman made a statement saying, thanks to me, this club has a future. And after that, his results have just been, you know, down the drain. Absurd and horrible results. And it's what it is. It's football. But the thing is, um, if I'm honest, I think that he shouldn't be sacked. I really think he shouldn't be sacked. Look, Barcelona have not exactly had the best transfer. I know they've signed a lot of players for free and they've done what they have, but they've also had a lot of players they didn't want to leave, forced to leave the club. They've gave up Griezmann. They've gave up Lionel Messi. They've gave up Emerson Royale, who they just signed. They've gave up Trincao. They've gave up, you know, like I think there's a few more, but I've, I've honestly lost count at this point of how many players they've given up. But, you know, so... The fact that they lost Lionel Messi, a guy who probably carried Barcelona last year, the fact that they've lost that player, a player who's been vital to your club for over 20, like, how long has he been in Barcelona? 21 years. So he's been vital for so many years. And, you know, the team has been censored around him in many cases in recent years, especially because I think without Messi, the teams wouldn't have been able to produce the results they've been producing Barcelona and you know he's been vital to the team for so long so to lose a big player it obviously has a huge impact on your club 
and it's you know it's not Ronald Koeman's fault that Barcelona had horrible financial structuring and unable to manage your finances that you know they had to let him go so obviously if you lose a big player like that there will be an adjustment period you know I'm not saying Koeman's the right man for that adjustment period but you can't blame him for the poor results after post um you know you know Messi obviously his tactics are a different topic of discussion but it's obviously huge when a big player leaves the club. It's what it is. It's football. So, with that being said, on top of the Lionel Messi departure, you've signed... Your transfer window is horrible, in my opinion. I know they signed a lot of great players for free. Depay, you know, Garcia, whatever. So, you know, Aguero. But here's the thing. Was Aguero really a good signing? Because Aguero is injury-prone. At one point, he was a phenomenal striker. It's not that he isn't a phenomenal striker now. But he's injury-prone. We saw last season at Manchester City, he wasn't exactly the most fit you know person because he had injuries he's older now he's more injury prone and i don't think that's the type of player barcelona needed you know they tried to convince him to come because of you know messi messi left and aguero's unhappy it's aguero was not the type of player you should have signed because he's injury like i'm saying it multiple times to reinforce the fact that he's injury prone why did you sign aguero i get it you know you needed a player at strike you know aguero's a fantastic player but you should have gotten someone else. You don't have the money for someone else. Then just leave it. You like Aguero's not playing now. He's not going to play then. It was a waste because you've seen his recent injury track record. There was no way that Aguero was going to play the full season. You know, as a fit striker. Like you know, I don't know what the intention was with that signing. Depay was a good signing. Obviously, he's a great player and he's free, so that's obviously a snatch. But as it stands, I think. A lot of their transfer window was not well done, and I think their financial situation just adds on top of the, you know, mishap and poor management of the club, in my opinion. So, as it stands, I don't want to blame Ronald Koeman for the situation at Barcelona because it's obviously the higher ups' fault for poor financial management. I'm going to blame him for the tactics and so forth, but I don't think. Look, if you sack Koeman, there's also, I believe, a 12 million uh, calls they have to pay Koeman for his sacking which adds to the financial burden barcelona is going to struggle for the next at least two years at least if this season for sure and next season maybe you know if they somehow have a miracle but i definitely think they're going to struggle for two years if you want kuman to be in charge of rebuilding the team go ahead if you don't whatever my my point of discussion isn't even kuman as a manager you know it's irrelevant to whether i think he's a good manager or not my point of discussion is barcelona are in a tight situation outside of the footballing ability of its players outside of its transfer strategy outside of its management the financial implication that the you know the after effects of the financial issues Barcelona is having is huge they can't sign players they need in key positions they can't you know they they couldn't resign Lionel Messi they can't exactly be free willy-nilly here with changing managers because the clauses you pay managers is often a lot and you know people I believe I saw a post that was a bit stupid in my opinion they said Conte to Barcelona Conte will not accept Barcelona as a project it's too risky and he wanted a winning project he stated multiple times he will only accept a winning project Barcelona is by no means a winning project you know, I don't think they are. They need to rebuild and they need to do it slowly. They can't try, don't try and speed up the process by signing an experienced player like Aguero who's injury prone. Slowly do it through youth. Like, you know, I, Arsenal's, you know, it's a bit of a meme club right now with the poor performances and horrible tactical management that they've been having recently. But look, they have promising young players. They do. They have some promising good young players. Odegaard, Saka, like they have that level of promisingness. So they can rebuild in a few years, whether Mikel or Teda's the right man or not, that's a different topic. But with the young youth players they have, they can rebuild their team. 
the same has to be done with Barcelona. You can't look. Piquet is getting up there in age. Jordi Alba is getting up there in age. You know, all these players are getting up there in age. They're not the youngest players. You know, Piquet is 34. Um, Busquets is like what? He's 33 right now. Um, Jordi Alba, how old is Jordi Alba? He's like uh, 32, I think. 32 is, you know, he's still got a few good years, but still, they're getting up in age. They need to start bringing in these youth players and training them well. That's what they need to do. That should be their focus instead of signing, you know, Aguero because he's experienced and he's got that. You know, no, sign Depay. Depay is, what, 27, 28, right? And so he's got, you know, he's got at least, I want to say, yeah, he's 27. He's got at least five good years, at least three to four years of prime, you know, before he hits that 30 mark and he starts to, you know, go down a bit. But he's still got time. So that's the type of player you should have gone for. And Depay, I think, was the best signing. Eric Garcia, he's a promising young talent. I'm not going to say how he is as a player, but he's young. You know, he can be built up into a great defender with the, you know, training of Piquet and the training of other players. He can be built up into a great defender. You know, Pedri. Oof, Pedri is, you know, he's young. He plays a lot. His fitness levels are incredible. So he has the ability to be trained well. So there's that as well. The list goes on Ansu Fati. Like, you see, they have these set of young players and they need to focus on them and rebuild. They can't expect to be, you know, winning the uh, La Liga title this year. They have to focus on rebuilding their squad. Obviously, trophies are part of football, but they have to focus on trying to build a squad that can compete in the future. If you just try and rush the squad now, if you try and sign Aguero and rush the squad to win trophies as soon as possible, you will struggle and it won't be the best situation. I'm not saying don't compete for trophies because obviously every club needs to compete for trophies. I'm saying just take it easy a bit in the sense by signing players who obviously aren't going to help your club in the sense of winning trophy like Aguero injury prone I've said this so many times because I think it's such a stupid transfer they made you know focus on trying to build up you're, you're on the rebuilding stage right now. In the rebuilding stage, not everyone wins trophies. It's rare for a team to go and win like trophies after trophies, especially to compete in the Champions League and to compete for their league. It's, it's obviously difficult in a rebuilding stage. Barcelona have to rebuild. That's their, that's the stage they're at now, and there's no other way around it. They can't take shortcuts. So as for Koeman sacking, it depends on Barcelona because they need to understand any manager is going to struggle with this team right now because they're a rebuild squad. They're not a complete squad ready to freaking compete for the Champions League. They're not. They really aren't. Like You have to be realistic with where your team is. They're at a rebuilding stage. If they think Koeman's not the right man, go ahead, sack him. If Koeman's not tactically doing it, all right. But you have to understand you're not at a place that you were two, three years ago. You're not at a place where Messi, you're not at that stage where you had Iniesta Chavi. You're at a rebuild stage. And it depends, you know, I don't know if Kuman's the right man or not. That's not, you know, I'm not going to go too into that. But the, you have to understand that you can't expect them to go and win the Champions League. You know, it's just, it's just a position where Barcelona are at right now. So as for Kuman sacking, I don't think you should sack Kuman. Give him to January. If you choose to sack him, great. It's going to cost you $12 million. Add to your financial burden. Will any manager even accept the project right now? Probably because it's Barcelona and have their name brand. It's a winning project maybe in a few years, but definitely not a Champions League winning team now. Definitely not a Liga winning team now. Definitely not a Copa del Rey winning team right now. They need at least a year or two to rebuild their squad. And that's where it's at. I don't think Kuman should be sacked. I think he should be given more time. I know he's not the best manager, as I've seen a lot of Barcelona fans talk about. But give him some time, at least till January. And then decide if you're willing to take the 12 million financial burden from releasing him, you know. 
because if you take that financial burden out, it's going to have implications. You know, it's obviously going to be troublesome. You don't make a rash decision. Barcelona have to realize they can't make a rash decision right now. Like the few recent results haven't been the best. Don't make a rash decision and be like, you know, a decision and be like, he's not the man. Think about it a little bit. Give him a little bit of time. If you make a rash decision, I can't even say decision right now. Like I'm just, you know, I'm rambling, but don't make a rash decision. You know, give him some time and then decide if you're willing to take the financial implications of 12 million more. Just give it a little bit of time and plan out. Think the decision through is what I'm trying to say for Barcelona. You guys are a rebuild stage. Don't expect to be the same team Xavi Iniesta and Messi played in. It's not. Should Koeman be sacked at the end? The final thing I'm going to say, no, he should not. Give him some time. If you choose, give him, a, you know, give him a month more. And then slowly think out your decision, who you're going to replace him, what the strategy is, what the game plan is. Don't make a rash decision, Barcelona. That's my take on it. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can join us at YouTube on a, fo- a Dose of Football, our YouTube channel. Or you can see us on Instagram, A Dose of Football. And you can check out our sub-podcast, Manchester Monday, which is actually on a Tuesday for whatever reason. And sometimes it is on a Monday. But yeah, Instagram is going to have a lot of changes. A lot of changes are going to be coming here and there. But until then, you know, take care. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.